All right, everybody, welcome to the Eternal Leadership Podcast. And we are going to have so much fun today because I have on Natalie Dale Mills. Natalie, welcome to the podcast, first of all. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. And yeah, can't wait to share my story and hear all about you, John. Well, I can't wait for you to share your story, too. So, folks, I think that this is what Natalie and I were talking about before we hit record was how do we really partner with God as an entrepreneur and in business? How do we think bigger in a way that just allows us to fully partner with God's will and what he's doing? But then also, how do we just create a dream and a vision that is so personal and so core to who we were made to be that we just have to pursue it? Now, in that, here's a little background from Miss Natalie from South Africa, South Johannesburg, if any of you guys are familiar with. South Africa, it was, uh, what was your joke? It was a pretty rough neighborhood, right? You said, if you yeah, didn't have a gun walking into the bar, they'd issue you one, right? Yeah, they were kind of a rough of, neighborhood. You know, when you arrived at the bar, they would search you. And if you've got no weapons, they give you a weapon to enter. <laughs> that was my neighborhood, but such a close-knit, family-oriented neighborhood. And I think we loved like family and we fought like family too. So yeah, long way away, you know, come a long way from the tip of Africa to this beautiful country. The Lord has opened these doors so profoundly for me, and I couldn't be more grateful. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and there's such an exciting story. So we're, I'm going to have you share your story, but folks, here's just a, this is what's in store first. First of all, imagine a young woman in South Africa with a dream with about $100 to her name, and you loved fashion, and you wanted to move to America because what if I could create like this luxury for less concept like you had this dream and you had this passion and i want to fast forward a little bit folks because this is so cool talk about this she was named um best-selling product in 2020 by nbc she's been on the home shopping network she has dressed celebrities like jennifer lopez carrie underwood kelly clarkson lizzo Saweetie, and quite a bit more and Natalie, you're known as the bling queen. And, but you know what? Your whole mission was, hey, how do I build a business and bring just affordable glamour and sophistication to people that really, you know, that can't afford, you know, glamour and sophistication today. But I would love for you to bring us back because this truly is kind of a rags to riches. But in that, because I was sharing with you, I mean, there's so many people that are part of the podcast. They're entrepreneurial, Natalie. They're building a business. They have a dream. And you know, the entrepreneurial journey, it has some incredible highs. Like you have some of those days, like you're going, you're like jumping up and down, like exciting, you know, like a little two-year-old that just got, you know, a birthday gift. And then there's days where you can barely roll out of bed because yeah. the weight of being an entrepreneur, making payroll, finding you know, where you just have the capital to maybe invest in some inventory can be crushing. I don't know how people are entrepreneurs that are not Christians. I would not have been able to do it my whole life as an entrepreneur without faith personally. But let me just bring you back to uh, Joe Berg and tell us the story moving forward, Natalie. Yeah. And you know what, John, I think it's just a test to the Lord Jesus. I just have to say, I absolutely, absolutely echo that. It's the strength, the discernment that I receive from the Holy Spirit that guides me. But taking you back, I started my entrepreneurial journey at seven years old. <laughs> I love telling the story. So I used to go with my family to vacations. We used to collect a whole bunch of seashells. 
get back to my house in Johannesburg, South Africa, and I used to get hold of nail varnish and paint the seashells and thread them with string and kind of sell them to the neighborhood. So I, here I am, seven years old. I used to have freckles and red hair. They used to call me Annie, knock on everyone's door and say, hey, do you want to buy my jewelry? And they bought it. I think they maybe bought it because they thought this little girl's got so much passion. I don't know if they love the jewelry, but I understood at a very young age, if you make something look good, you can kind of make money out of it. So I was just such a young born just in my blood, it's just kind of in my DNA. And when I was four years old, um, when I started talking, of which I've never stopped, <laughs> I often say, but I used to say to my mom, mom, one day I'm going to be big, I'm going to be in TV, and I'm going to live in America. That was my vision that I had for my life at four years old. So, you know, looking back, I say to my mom often, mom, can you believe this? And she says, I absolutely can, Nick, and you've said this from a young age. So kind of starting from that journey in South Africa, when I kind of reached the age, I was 12 years old, I then moved from jewelry into stationery. <laughs> so I used to supply stationery and I found these very unique pens that everybody in the school was looking for. I think you remember them. They kind of had all the different colors that you would kind of click down. And I found a good supplier of them around the corner that nobody knew. So after school, I used to go and collect a whole bunch of pens and I'd bring them and I'd mark them up three times the price. And that was me supplying the whole school with stationery at 12 years old. So again, you know, just bitten by that entrepreneurial bug, you know, kind of falling in hard times. Um, when I was just about to leave school, I'm completely self-taught and street smart. I didn't have the income to have a tertiary education, but my father taught me at a very young age that when you to use your time, you to use it wisely. And I really took the opportunity of working with the bosses that I had at the time. And I looked at them as mentors and they would teach me so much of what I needed to know. And I wouldn't just spend a day at the office, you know, retyping work or just kind of having a look at doing the secretarial things. I would really absorb everything that was given to me. And we were working in the event sponsorship, advertising and marketing space. And I think that's so critical and such a good head start that I had to start my business. So that was me kind of at the age of 19. And at the age of 20, I was flying around Africa for a magazine for Barclays Bank Africa. I was the editor and, you know, I would spend three weeks out of four weeks at the age of 20 all around African countries. So that was my journey there. But when I really got into fashion was when I wanted to find quality jewelry that wouldn't break and fall apart. But I didn't have the income to spend on the really expensive jewelry. So I'd go to the markets, buy jewelry, they'd break. And I thought, this is it. I found a gap in the middle market for affordable yet quality jewelry. And that kind of set me off on the journey of where you find me today as the Blink Queen. <laughs> now, where did this kind of this dream start to really become real to you? Like, yeah, you were looking at some needs, right? You wanted to be yeah. entrepreneurial from seashells and jewelry to stationery <laughs> to then being in journalism. Yeah. So, you know, you have this amazing tapestry, but when did it really start to become real for you? You know what? I've always had a desire to be something big. And I don't mean big in that way. I wanted to do the best I could possibly be with my life. And I wanted to really make an impact. And I wanted to use my story and I wanted to inspire people. How I was going to get there, I wasn't too sure. 
And I think that's the thing about a journey that you've got. I mean, the stationery could have led me onto a different platform. The, you know, with the banking industry could have led me onto a different platform. But I just felt me going back to Little Mackey was where I really found the mojo of having jewelry and beautiful things that create so much there's so much science around bling as well and the endorphins that you feel and i think also a very important part john was um you know i've had a really really traumatic experiences in my life and i found that designing was a sense of therapy for me so there was so much more than jewelry that's on this this is so much more than just we don't put a design out there's so much meaning behind it so trying to you know put it together that i can get to my dreams by doing something that i love was incredible but it you know i always say your dreams don't always find you. You've got to work hard till you get to your dreams. Your purpose doesn't kind of come to you with laughing, saying, well, this is my purpose. No, do what you're doing every day and your purpose will sometimes find you. And I think that's just another different way to look at it. You know, that is such an important point. I love how you said that is, if I remember, your purpose doesn't find you. You have to put in the work. Yeah. And all of a sudden it gets revealed. What I found for myself is I almost felt, you know what, as an entrepreneur, like I need to have like it, like I have to have it all figured out that what I'm going to do and the why I'm going to do it. And I got to tell you, oftentimes that it slowed me down. I was almost creating these dependent events to really move into action. And here's what God taught me. It's not clarity you're looking for. It's move into action and trust me because action begets that clarity. And then all of a sudden the dream is revealed. And the other thing that I found, Natalie, was in this season of my life, and I'm like, what am I going to do next? Like as an entrepreneur, as a, you know, I have all these skills, but, and I was totally in my head about what, right? The what, the purpose, the calling, the assignment. And God spoke to me as I was reading, uh, it was actually, uh, I'll never forget, it was in, in Luke chapter eight. But he said, John, I want you to use this life I've given you. This is as I'm recovering for another surgery to equip and inspire leaders to work in my kingdom. I'm like, well, okay. Like, where's page two? Like, what, you know, uh -huh. where's the business plan? <laughs> yeah, where do we start? <laughs> like, where do we start? And yeah. guess what? When you just trust God and all of a sudden you just take a small step forward. And I just took another small step forward. And all of a sudden we have a company now that's, I don't know, on three continents. And it's pretty amazing what's pretty happening. Amazing. But now for you, I would love to hear because you're down there and you're all of a sudden you're kind of working in this place of convergence where your life story, your passions, your interests are, are starting to come together. Mm -hmm. Now that is a place I think for a lot of entrepreneurs that it's like, well, okay, goodness, but how do I think about that? How do I turn that into a business? How would I make money doing this what were you know as you were kind of making that pivot into starting or turning this into a business what were some of the thoughts that were going through your head to be honest i'm not sure because i think i just do do you know what i mean you have got this yes. vision that you need to create this business you're not sure how and i think 99 percent of the time you're actually just winging it right you just as long as you try your best. But I do think, you know, having a more of a mature view now, you've got to be a little bit more objective in the business plan and what you're putting together, because as much as what you might love it, you've got to have that objective view that it might not be received well from the market. But what happened with me is that I just kind of, 
one thing I'm so glad I was absent from every single lesson where they taught you how to give up <laughs> because I just don't know how to give up and I've just got such high expectations for myself but the reason being is that I really found that my purpose was my why and my calling was to inspire others that yes Natalie's in the tip of Africa and I mean when we launched my business we kind of became one of the best selling brands and the fastest growing fashion brands across the African continent we grew to you know we were supplying all the big chain stores we then opened up to have all our boutique stores so we grew pretty quickly but it's a lot of work a lot of dedication and a lot of reliance on the holy spirit for the guidance to keep on going because a lot of the times you know with that big exposure becomes more responsibilities becomes you know more bills come in but the why inside me that burning desire inside me completely overshadows any negative no that I might feel and yes I get tired and yes I wake up and I think to myself oh gosh do I even know what I'm doing I still look at myself and I say you've got no clue what you're doing but the Lord is with me and that's when I say to myself but I want to tell you an interesting story John so when we were in South Africa and my brand became very prolific and um, you know we were very well established had our own standalone boutique stores in the major shopping centers as well as supplying the big chains and in South Africa dressing the big celebrities I had a moment with my daughter on the couch and she was one years old and she missed a little bit of yogurt on the side of the couch and um, I'll share this photo with you. And I was trying to scrub the yogurt off the side of the couch and it didn't want to come off. I went around the corner into the kitchen and I had my bucket coming back out to scrub the yogurt. And as I looked, I saw the shadow, the most beautiful silhouette of Jesus had appeared on this couch. And I thought to myself, you know, I get goosebumps to this day thinking of it. And I looked at it and I said, you know that's Jesus and he has got a message for me and what I do is when I feel so compelled and guided by the Holy Spirit I pray over my hands and I open the Bible and I opened the Bible and I opened on her guide and there was a message for me get to work get to work the land will end up better than it started and putting to work what I have covered within you and I knew that was the Lord's instruction to me to cross the seas literally a couple of weeks after that i left south africa with seven suitcases not knowing where we were going to stay what we were going to do how it was going to transpire but absolute faith we left everything behind we got onto an airplane and we landed in the united states that was five years ago that this journey started so as an obedient you know child of the lord with absolute faith you know, I just wanted to share that story because, you know, to have built something up to such a level of having that stability to then having to come to the USA and really just starting from scratch again, I could never have done that if it wasn't through the strength of the Lord and through the why, you know, I believe that the Lord has given us all these gifts. We are all, you know, equally loved and we've got this burning fire inside of us and so many of us get dust thrown on us, get so many negativity, get so many no's that we get completely covered and we forget that there's this fire. But that fire within you, in me, is my why. And that's what just kind of keeps me going, you know, to inspire others to, you know, you can achieve it and you can do what that burning fire is telling you to do. Man, I love that. And Natalie, we have a lot of women. I think half our audience is women. Oh, great. And a large... <laughs> percentage of our audience is also entrepreneurs. And what advice would you give them when they're trying to figure like, you know, they just heard, okay, I, I opened up Haggai 
And I just felt like this voice of the Lord saying, I need you to go to America. And you're like, yeah. okay, here I go. It's like, Abraham, leave what you're doing. And I got the land of milk and honey. I'm not going to tell you exactly where it is or how to get there, but you're just going to have to trust me. And you just stepped out in faith. And I think, you know, that's a big part of it. So maybe some other people that are maybe in that place, they're like, okay, what's next? How do I get there? I have the passion, but I'm a little, maybe a little frustrated. What advice would you give some of the entrepreneurs and the women listening right now? I think the best advice that I could give them is that you're going to figure it out. I think we don't give ourselves enough credit. You know, think of, look back at some of the most hardest you've been through it, John, the most hardest circumstances that you've been through, the most toughest challenges. You figure it out, right? You've gone through it. And we are so resourceful when we allow ourselves to be resourceful. And I just encourage us also just to lean on prayer and just to lean on the Lord for those moments that we need to be carried. It's okay to be frustrated. It's okay to have doubt. It is absolutely natural to look in the mirror and say, these dreams are way out of reach for me. I don't know how I'm going to get there. But it's not okay to say, stay in those spaces. So my advice would be, just go, get up and go. And no matter how frustrated you might feel, carry on walking one step at a time. And that big proverb, which I love is how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time will eventually get you to the place that you need to be. But, you know, faith is just so important, but have faith in yourself as well. You know, you deserve that life that you're looking for. You deserve those, those dreams that you want to achieve. Um, but another thing as well is what I also want to mention is if you think it's going to be easy, it's time to stop because you're going to fail. It's not going to be easy. And when you accept that you are up for a challenge, do you understand and embrace those hard times a little bit easier than get too rocked? You know, your boat gets too rocked when some things aren't going well. Just understand that there are going to be those moments. Yeah. And for you, Natalie, you know, through this whole journey, what are some of the biggest, those challenging moments that you had? Well, you know, when I came to America after, you know, leaving, I got very ill and, you know, we went to the doctor and we weren't too sure what was wrong with me. I was at one stage completely bedridden and I weighed a hundred pounds. If I was that, I wasn't able to eat, but I just believed I was taking on too much and I had a bit of a breakdown and it was the hardest moment, John, of my life because I used to look at my computer and my brain would literally crash. Now, I've got such a fast processing brain. I'm so creative and I'm so bubbly and out there. I was so scared that I had lost Natalie. And in that moment, I've never turned to prayer or put my hands up to the Lord to say, heal me, Jesus, I'm here. I knew I was under attack. I said, Satan can watch me. He can sit down and watch me, but I will serve the Lord. He will heal me. He will restore me. And I mean, that was for six to eight months that I was really ill. And then I started getting into terrible panic attacks, started getting terrible anxiety, but that was not going to stop me. And I believe in a way I needed to be rebroken to be remade in a different light to carry on this purpose and this journey that I'm on today. I needed to humble myself. I needed to reflect more and I needed to give more control to the Lord to carry me. Yeah. And what did you do? Because, you know, I've been in some, you know, similar places like that. Yeah. And for me, and I'd love to hear your thoughts too. It was, I had to make a choice every day to just trust God. Yes. And I got to tell you, you know, coming out of my accident and building a business and our finances were gone, 
And also when you have a traumatic brain injury, it changes the brain chemistry. So I was really struggling with severe depression while trying to say, no, you know what? It's going to be awesome. And I would say those words some days and they just felt hollow. But God led me into just every day making it a habit to say, God, I don't know tomorrow. I can't figure it out. I don't even know the path that I'm on, but could you just today give me the little nudge and guide one small step that's going to move me toward where you want me to go? I'm going to stay focused on that big dream and that vision. You said it was inspiring others, right? Inspiring women, right? And mine is how do I help people have a full relationship with Jesus where, you know, in John 10, 10, it says, I came to give you life so you can live it to the full. I didn't know anybody living a full life. I didn't know anybody living life fully alive. And I'm like, I have been given that gift through what I went through. And that is what is my passion is to give people that gift. Now I do it through what I do and coaching and speaking and writing. That's Mm -hmm. just the what. Yeah. And I got to tell you, some days just focusing on that little small step for me is what just allowed me to just keep moving forward slowly. And the other thing too, was being in prayer And God did an amazing thing in my life, uh, Natalie, of bringing men and women around me that were also on this same journey toward doing something big, kingdom work with the Lord, Mm -hmm. to be that relationship and those mentorship and to prop each other up on our hard days and celebrate wins on our good days, huh? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, prayer definitely, you know, guides me through it. And it guides me through the days that I'm feeling so frustrated. I think, you know, I center myself, I get into my worship. And, you know, John, I think as well is being awake that the Lord is so omnipresent. And where I mentioned that is what we spoke about before we started, you know, where we I told you my word for the year is restoration, which just so happened to be your word for the year. And I truly believe that was the Lord reminding me, I'm here, I'm with you. Listen to John's testimony, because he had this word last year, I will be with you through this. So it's also being, you know, awake and alert that he's so much around you and he's so present, that really keeps you going. And, you know, funny enough, these things happen to you when you're feeling you're, you know, you're most vulnerable or you're most frustrated. And then there's a little nugget that kind of just lifts you back up again. But I think it's also really understanding, you know, when it comes to the entrepreneurial side, that it is not easy, that you are not alone in that frustration, that, you know, even though people might see our brand and see, you know, where we are, a lot goes behind the scenes that is super frustrating. And we get a lot of no's and we get a lot of doors land and we launch some ideas that just don't kind of take off but you know I think it's that don't compare yourself as well that comparison as well is something not to do as an entrepreneur have you fallen you know as you're trying you know as a woman and building a company and then moving to this country where fashion is so prevalent did you ever find yourself falling into that trap of comparison absolutely I'm a human being you know what I mean but I don't stay there I don't stay there. Okay, what gets you out of there? Because I really believe that the number one enemy of high performance is comparison. Yeah. When we compare ourselves to others. So what are some things you did when to maybe realize, oops, this is where I am. I'm doing it again. And then what you did to move out of that place. Because I think what is the best for high performance is competing with the best version of ourself. I want to get to know who I am if I'm a little better and compete with that John, the John that God sees when he looks at me, 
the one that I'm learning to get to know and let go of some of the stuff I've let the world throw inside the, in my head that I got to get rid of. Yeah, I think, um, you know, what gets me out of that is being very self-aware of my thinking. Because mm. I think so much the comparison starts with the subconscious before it becomes conscious. So I get very well, what are you doing? Naki, oh, you comparing yourself. And then what I kind of call it is I'm filling in the holes. I'm kind of, well, can you compare yourself? Do you have their budget? No. <laughs> Do you have their creative team? No. Have you been featuring? You know what I mean? You kind of are filling all the holes again that you cannot compare yourself to that because you don't, firstly, you don't understand their situation behind the end result. And secondly, you don't know that you're in a completely different mindset, completely different space. But I think as well is when we look at the comparison, which is true is, you know, to remember your, your own given strengths and your own talents. And that's why I say the world is so beautiful because it's just so different. We all have got these so many different unique gifts that the Lord has given us. And that kind of helps us make everything go right. But self-awareness, John, absolutely become very self-aware of that self-chatter. That's critical, critical. Love that you said that. Here's my opinion. The entire realm of EQ and emotional intelligence is the world working very hard to describe what happens when we are in partnership with Holy Spirit. Yeah. Because that is that self-awareness. And, you know, in that place, just out of curiosity, are there any books that you've read that helped you that you'd recommend in addition to the Bible that as you're doing this that have helped you develop that awareness and kind of grow personally? Gosh, you know what? I can't think off the top of my head, to be honest with you. This is one book, but I'm trying to think, what am I reading? I'm reading a phenomenal book now, and it's actually on my, um, I'm really bad with thinking, but The Brain is Always Listening by Daniel G. Amen. That's what I'm listening to now. And it's so incredible to understand what thinking the brain is doing when the brain is listening to all that self-chatter. That's one of the really good ones that I'm listening to now. But um, I can't really think another. I've got a very bad codependency issue that I work on myself. So there's a couple of that that I'm working on myself as well. Kind of feeling like I need to dive in and save the world. And I'm superhero and I want to save this one and save that one. And then I need to balance myself. But that's what the Lord is for, Natalie. He's there to save all the people. But um, yeah, just to self. Um, I do a lot of meditating as well, which I find is really helps me to become centered in my relationship with the Lord. And that really helps my thinking as well. Well, I love that. You know, you're aware and you're working on it. And folks, I just want to give you also, Natalie's done some amazing things. And you can connect with her at Natalie Mills, N-A-T-A-L-I-E, Mills, M-I-L-L-S dot com. And uh, you got some cool stuff on here. I'm going to be shopping on here for my wife, by the way. But here's a question for you. I would love for your insight. Uh, like I said, we have a lot of women in our audience that are in leadership roles. They're entrepreneurs. And I have a lot of clients of mine that are women in there's a lot of guys that don't, I don't think, understand some of the unique, I think, challenges of a woman in leadership. Yeah. And I'd love to you to speak to either maybe what some of the challenges are, or maybe if you were sitting here having a, you know, a cup of coffee with one of the women in the audience and like, what would you say, okay, here's what I really want to share with you from my heart. I just think what I want to share is be so confident in your own voice. 
I think too many times we have that fear, we feel afraid, we have that fear of judgment, we have that fear of, is this going to be received in a different way? Because sometimes you are a woman, and I feel like sometimes women feel the need to overcompensate in certain things, but that overcompensation comes a way to become too self-critical and too self-judgment. So have that confidence in yourself to speak your thoughts, your visions, whatever you have, your business plan that you're pitching off. And, you know, one thing I want to mention is when I was younger, um, I had a lot of male mentors and they were just absolutely the most incredible men. But I have come across certain challenges being a woman and being an only, you know, woman in a in a networking, you know, I was part of the Dallas Business Network Forum and I was the only woman with 16 men. <laughs> but I'm just so confident in who I am that I'm not moved. I'm not moved by the judgment that might be passed because I just know who Natalie is. So that's why I just want to encourage you, just be confident and take up space in who you are. And that's going to just lead you through. You cannot control an outside factor. You cannot control how you're going to be received or how you're going to be perceived, but you can control what you do and how you react to it so don't let those moments break you down get your power back up and carry on going you know what that advice is just universal right i Thank love you. it like just know who you are and own it yeah. and keep working on you know your identity because when my identity is internal and it's in alignment with god then and i know i'm showing up with my best version of me and I'm honoring God and what I do and how I say it. Yeah. And then I got to tell you, over time, that opinion of others, which I used to live, Natalie, under the tyranny of they. Um, uh, oh, my gosh. I was so concerned. What, what did they think? Did they like me? Did they think I said the right thing? Did I show up the right way? Did I meet their you know, standard of success? And, and I drove myself to becoming a workaholic, a burned out workaholic mm -hmm. and not realize that I had my focus on the wrong thing. Absolutely. And a question you've got to ask yourself is, is, did it work for you? You know, I had a great title. I had a good income. We had a good life externally. Internally, I was absolutely miserable. So my answer would be no, it did not work for me. Yeah. And I think, you know, um, with coming with that confidence, I think I lean on a lot of the Holy Spirit to guide me in a lot of the big decisions that I make in, in business. And, you know, I get a lot of people saying, well, aren't you concerned about that? I say no, because I'm so confident in who I am. The Lord knows the path that he has given me. And here I feel so blessed to have received, you know, you receive a responsibility to do something. And I'm God, thank you for entrusting me on that. So, you know, even I want to just share something of faith with you when we moved before we moved into our bigger premises, I was getting pretty, you know, um, you know, a little bit worried. Is it really the time to go? Is it really the time to expand? And I was driving in the car and the Lord laid on my heart. And I just want to read it for you. Jeremiah 17, seven verse eight. Now, funny enough, I wasn't aware of this verse in the Bible at all. So I wasn't too sure what it was about. So I thought, okay, I need to go back home and I need to back read it. And really what it says is that blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. He will like be like a tree planted by the water that sends out roots by the stream. It does not fear when the heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worry in the years of drought. And that exact moment was when I knew I needed to expand and get into bigger premises and take on more, more debt for, the, for my properties and things like that. Because the Lord said to me, 
blessed are those who believe in him. And that's kind of how I run my business. And knowing that I've got the assurance of God with me, that keeps me confident in who I am and confident in my purpose. Oh, I love that. And hold on, because I am going to take some time myself and dig into that one. What was it, Jeremiah? Jeremiah 17, 7 verse 8. Oh, my gosh. I cannot wait to... And I kind of know the Bible pretty well, but I was like, I've never heard this one. <laughs> so I was, Holy Spirit, what's going on? Let me go and do that. And it was, you know, the Lord needs me to expand, expand my reach to reach more people. You know, and here's how I just hear this beautiful, like, uh, part of your heart. And that's, you know what? You're building this business. You're following your passion, but you're doing it in a way to serve God, to do kingdom work. And in that, in keeping God your focus and how you've built this and made your decisions, then the business becomes a ministry. And I think there's so many people that are like, well, oh, you know, what does the world think? Or how do I do that? And what I'm hearing from you, Natalie, is everything's all woven together. It was never separate. You never had to pull the pieces together. And I'd love your thoughts on how you personally just view what you're doing. And also just the context of also a business and a ministry. Yeah. And I think, you know, going back to that, by having such a fire in my belly for the Lord and wanting to share his story and the testimony of what he's done to it, I often said, should I go into ministry? But then the Lord kept on laying in my heart, Natalie, you are in ministry. You are in ministry in your own, with your own people. You are in ministry with your own message. And yes, we love bling. And yes, we love all our crystals. But that to me is my bridge. That is helping me walk to reach the people through my product so that they can be open to receive my message. But it is always has, always will be entangled in one. The Lord to me is omnipresent. He's everywhere. I call him my absolute business partner. And that's why we now launched, a, we, we've launched Natalie Mills Beauty, which is a brand new anti-aging range. On the 20th of December, the day after my birthday, the Holy Spirit laid in my heart, Natalie, it's time to expand. And Natalie Mills Beauty was put into me. So the Lord being so present in everything that I do, I just filter through to his gardens and I act on his garden. Sometimes, you know, there's ideas that I might have, but then sometimes I know this is from the Holy Spirit and it's really just going to help me reach more people to share my story and to reach our message of what our company stands for. Now, in what you just said for yourself, I would guess that, this is just a guess. In this industry, fashion industry, I, I think it is one of the, you know, there's a remnant in a few mm. of these. Are you familiar with kind of the seven mountains mandate? Not really, not really familiar. Okay, I'll, 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 <laughs> it's just kind of a way to look at the world. But I think, you know, in media, arts and entertainment, oh, fashion, yeah. yes. education, there's some places that yeah, have... That Christians it came to me and, after and you Christ said that. I know the seven mountains. It came to me after you said that. yeah. Just in some of those areas, right, there's, we've seeded a lot of territory, but there's remnants in there. But I'm guessing in the fashion industry is a strong voice for the Lord. Have you ever found that to be any unique challenges or you just keep going back to God and just trusting him to guide your steps? Because I know, like, I know somebody listening right now, a friend of mine, they're in an industry that is very, very adversarial to people of faith. And yeah. they feel like they just have to be in stealth mode or they will be canceled. Right. But I'd love to know maybe your thoughts on that. 
I think being, you know, the CEO and the owner of my company, it does give me a little bit more freedom. I do have that empathy and understand, you know, that those that are not in that kind of position, how they do have to be a little bit more, you know, tiptoe around the topic. But me being in the position that I am, the Lord has brought me this far. There's no way I'm going to turn my back or denounce what he has done in my life. You know, I've got a, a fear of the Lord and it's a healthy fear of the Lord and it is to follow through on his purpose. I also know that the Lord needs to reach those that are not yet touched, you know. So um, having that message, but also in certain circumstances, keeping it in a subtle way to let them see the message, it does bring people a little bit closer. But we're unapologetically Christian in our company and it's how we will be and how we will always be. And I feel that, when those doors are too close shut, I believe that they need to stay closed. It's not the path that I need to walk down. I feel we've got so many people that resonate with us and that embrace us, and that's okay. But we do pray for those that aren't. You know, we close the door, but with absolute love and, and kindness while we do that. It's so good to hear that, especially as you guys are doing some great things and growing. And now it's nataliemills.com. Is there any, anywhere other uh, places for people to connect to you? Yeah, well, I think nataliemills.com. I try to always say it with the American accent, but you know, so nataliemills.com. But have a look at it. Hey, well done. Did I do good? Yeah, yeah. five years. I'm getting there. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you can have a look at Natalie Mills Official on Instagram, Natalie Mills Global on Facebook, and Natalie Mills Official on TikTok as well. So we quite prominent on a lot of the social media ones but i mean you know when you land up to our page sign up to our newsletter there's encouraging messages that we have as well for you not just you know selling the merchandise and um yeah feel free to read my story and learn all about me and the company and what we do yeah and you know as we wrap up this has been so enjoyable for me to talk to you me about the, just this <laughs> this whole journey and we could actually even just come back uh we just didn't have time today but i would love to talk about how you've built your culture, how you in this world today with, you know, such diversity, I think of opinions and beliefs created a, you know, a culture that's as strong as you have, how you onboard and lead the people there. I mean, there's so many things that you've done well, Natalie, that I, I'm just truly impressed by. But just with that, as we wrap up, just any final thoughts that you'd like to leave with everybody out there who's been listening? I think, you know what, just final thoughts I have is just, you know, no matter what's going on in your life, always hold such a sense of gratitude. You know, there's just somebody or there'll always be somebody worse or somebody prettier, somebody, you know what I mean? There's just hold on to that sense of gratitude, no matter where you are. And even if you have made a tiny little step forward, congratulate yourself you know, congratulate yourself, even if you feel like this isn't the biggest achievement, but any, every small achievement, and what does the Bible say? Blessed are those who persevere. So persevering, whatever you are doing, follow it with your heart, with your faith, but also with your mind objective. Remember, we are still in an analytical space here. And um, I truly believe that your purpose will, will find you, even if you're not really sure where that is. So perseverance don't give up. And I got to tell you, some of my, you know, if I look back, Natalie, and I look at my life and some of the places that I look at with regret, mm. you know what they are. They're those places where I met the resistance and I felt it and it got hard. And I said, you know what? Maybe the resistance is proof that I shouldn't be going in this direction. 
And I look back now and say, you know what? I didn't have the character at the time to yeah. push through that resistance. And had I have done that, the outcome today would be so much different. Yeah. And I would tell people out there, I love what you're saying. It's going to be hard. But when you're doing it for the right reasons in partnership with God, just keep going forward, go through the grind, because the grace is in the grind, in my opinion, in many times, because that's what gets us to the next peak. And then we go through a valley and then a higher yeah. peak. And so, man, thank you for what you're doing. You are awesome. Oh, you, and I cannot wait for our next conversation. Me neither. Thank you for having me. And to all the audience out there, God bless, love you, and send in the most kindest vibes ever. <laughs>